Chapter 8 But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed, and the rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of a hundred and fifty days the waters had abated, and in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth the raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no places at her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days. And again he sent forth a dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him any more. In the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth, and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth, went out by families from the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took some of every clean animal, and some of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat the flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your lifeblood I will require a reckoning. From every beast I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. And you, be fruitful and multiply. Increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. 
I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenants between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the people of the whole earth were dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Chapter 10 These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Jabin, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Jabin, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples spread in their lands, each with his own language, by their clans, in their nations. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Avila, Sabta, Rayama, and Sabtica. The sons of Rayama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first on earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kauna in the land of Shinar. From that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, Kela, and Rezin, between Nineveh and Kela, that is the great city. Egypt fathered Ludim, Anamim, Lehabim, Naphtahim, Pathrasim, Caslehim, for whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtarim. Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvadites, the Zemorites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites dispersed, and the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gerar as far as the Gaza, and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim as far as Lacia. These are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. Tishem also, the father of all children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, children were born. The sons of Shem, Elam, Asher, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram, Uz, Ol, Gether, and Mash. Arpachshad fathered Shelah, and Shelah fathered Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Pelig, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan fathered Almadad, Shelah, Hazar Mabeth, Jira, Hadaram, Uzal, 
Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Territory in which they lived extended from Mesha in the direction of Sephar to the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, in their nations, and from these the nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. Chapter 11 Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. These are the generations of Shem. When Shem was a hundred years old, he fathered Arpachshad two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he fathered Arpachshad five hundred years and had other sons and daughters. When Arpachshad had lived thirty-five years, he fathered Shelah. And Arpachshad lived after he fathered Shelah four hundred and three years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah had lived thirty years, he fathered Eber. And Shelah lived after he fathered Eber four hundred and three years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived thirty-four years, he fathered Peleg. And Eber lived after he fathered Peleg four hundred and thirty years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg had lived thirty years, he fathered Reu. And Peleg lived after he fathered Reu two hundred and nine years and had other sons and daughters. When Reu had lived thirty-two years, he fathered Sarek. And Reu lived after he fathered Sarek two hundred and seven years and had other sons and daughters. When Sarek had lived thirty years, he fathered Nahor. And Sarek lived after he fathered Nahor two hundred years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived twenty-nine years, he fathered Terah. And Nahor lived after he fathered Terah a hundred and nineteen years and had other sons and daughters. When Terah had lived seventy years, he fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran. These are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his kindred in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Yo, minasan, konnichiwa. James, this peculiar podcast, let yokoso. And I should probably start talking in English. Hey, everybody, it's James. Thank you for listening to the peculiar podcast. We just went over chapters 8 through 11 of Genesis, and I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. So, the part about the Tower of Babel has always intrigued me because it just seems 
interesting how all the languages of the world and all the peoples of the world most likely came from this one event. In chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Behold, they are one people, and they, all, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. So, these people have one language, they're all on the same page, and because of this, this singular language, nothing that they propose to do will be impossible. And I used to think that this wasn't a problem. Like, why would, you know, people being united together and having one language and, you know, being able to do whatever they propose be possible? You know, why is it such a bad thing? It's a bad thing because it shows man's disobedience to God's command to fill the earth in chapter 9, verse 1. And also it shows how man didn't believe that God wouldn't flood the earth again, you know, because they're building this tower that goes all the way up to the heavens um, as a way to escape God's wrath to flood the earth, you know, to do it again, even though he promised he wouldn't with the bow in the sky. The tower is also a representation of pride. In verse four, they come together and say, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. And so while this tower looks like this amazing thing, it's actually built without any regard to God and his commandment to fill the earth. And so God comes down and in all of his power, he disperses the people. He changes their language. And I don't know, it's, it's just mesmerizing. And I think about the verse that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because God can do whatever he wants at any time he wants. And, you know, there isn't a whole lot that we can say or do about it. So, you know, it would be wise for us to, to fear God and his power and to obey him. I will say this about the language thing, though. There was one language in the earth and it united everyone. And God said that, um, you know, whatever they proposed to do wouldn't be impossible for them. And this makes me think of the language of speaking in tongues and how there's this one language that God gave us on the day of Pentecost that unites us all together tongues is the thing that can subvert any language in any culture and it unites us together in christ and compels us to love one another and it's that love and it's by that love that the world will know that jesus is real friends i want to thank you so much for spending your time here it really means a lot to me this is intended to be a conversation, so if you have any thoughts, questions, or anything you want to say, feel free to message me on Instagram at underscore Peculiar Productions, or head over to the Facebook page. Links are in the podcast notes. Continue to fight the good fight. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. See you tomorrow.